to me, one of the big things is how many people are there, have been mm. there. Because as you said, pitchers and catchers was yesterday. Position players isn't until next Monday. But I haven't seen like Hector Neris, the, the new yeah. pitcher that they just signed. Right. And Christopher Morrell. I haven't seen Christopher yet. Other than that, I can't really think of anyone that I haven't seen. Spring training is here, and since I can't quite get out there just yet because I got this thing called a daughter and she's got a birthday, and that definitely comes first, y'all. Sorry. Cubs family second, real family first. That's just the way it goes. Uh, but we will be out there on February 17th, 8 a.m. sharp at Mesa, and for about four or five days just giving you tons of video and just anything I'm seeing, I'm going to be grabbing on video and I'm going to be posting it to YouTube and be posting it to Twitter and Instagram and all the good things. So make sure you're following us everywhere. But since I can't be out there, I've become a really good friend with Rich Biesterfeld and he's a guy that is been at Mesa and lives in Mesa and is at all spring training all the time. So I figured since I can't be there and be reporting back to you guys, let's get someone whose eyes and ears are there. So let's get a quick update from Rich Biesterfeld hear about Cub Spring training the first couple days. Hey guys, if you are ever on Cubs Twitter or Instagram and you're like, who's taking those awesome photos out at Mesa? It's it's this guy that we are talking to today, Rich Biesterfeld. Uh, really excited to have you on and talk a little bit of Cub Spring training, man. Oh, great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I'm excited to be there with you in, in just a day or so. I was I would be there with you, but it's my daughter's birthday today. That's why I'm supporting <laughs> the the Madeline's daddy shirt right now. She turned one today, so Aww. got family first and then comes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> uh tell me how's first of all, how long you been doing photographs out there? They're they're awesome mm -hmm. and you do a great job, man. Thanks. Um, I've been out here since 2016, but probably started doing it more seriously around uh, 2020, around when COVID after COVID was kind of ramping down um, during Instructs. And it was like, okay, I got to get out of the house. It's driving me crazy. And um, started uh, doing more and making more connections with players. And it kind of has spun up from there more and more. What's been the coolest part about just covering a team that you love so much? Is it, I mean, do, do you have pinch me moments of like, I, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Go, tell me more about that. So I think, you know, it, it kind of a, little bit of not i won't make it a roll log story but um you get getting to meet a lot of the players um i you know meeting guys like right after they're drafted and then seeing them progress the system make it up to the big leagues um meeting getting to know them getting to know their families and um in let's see which was it 2022 i think it was i was fortunate um through some connections i had uh media credentials for the last spring training game Nice. And so I'm shooting from the camera well by the Cubs dugout. Um, I've gotten to know Ethan Roberts fairly well. He's become a friend. Ethan had a great spring. He he pitches in that game. He comes out. He sits down in the dugout. David Ross comes over, shakes his hand. And you couldn't see for sure, but reading his body language, that's when David Ross told him he had made the big leagues. And just seeing the emotion with, yeah. wash over him and capturing those photos, that, that's that's got to be one of my top ones. I, I remember seeing that video of that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I, if I remember correctly, I mean, he was like on the verge, if not crying. Yeah. 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 Um, that, you you could see like the, the shoulders kind of slump. Like yeah, yeah. he got the news and then Ross walked away. Some other guys congratulated, but then he kind of put his head in his hands and yeah, the emotion just hit him. 
Very cool. Well, Rich, let's mm-hmm. let's get to it, man. Um, sure. Day two of spring training. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported. We all, you know, got to hear from Jed and Carter mm-hmm. on just you know how the the off season is going and the mm-hmm. excitement of especially they were very focused on a lot of prospects. But with you being out there, mm-hmm. what has been the big thing so far in the first couple of days? And I know you've been there even beforehand. So what's been yeah. sticking out to you? What seems to be like? Hey, this is something that isn't in the news. This isn't something that maybe has been in re- has not been in reports yet from your perspective of being on the field. Yeah. I think one of the, to me one of the big things is how many people are there have been mm. there because as you said pitchers and catchers was yesterday. Position players is until next Monday. But you know, I think and, and they may be around but I haven't seen but I haven't seen like Hector Neris, the the new yeah. pitcher that they just signed. Right. And Christopher Morel. I haven't seen Christopher yet. Other than that, I can't really think of anyone that I haven't seen, you know, position player wise, you know, or pitchers. Um, and most of those guys have been here a week or two. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I know like yesterday uh, they talked about it. Shoto was throwing a bullpen, but where I was, I didn't have access to be able to get to see it. So I couldn't, you know, see anything other than some of the video that's been posted by others. But um, real anxious to kind of, you know, get to see him do that. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I've had anybody that I would say, you know, the, the quote unquote best shape of their life. Right. You know, the running joke. <laughs> the but, typical um, spring training shape. Yep. Yeah. But I think one thing that did jump out at me is um, Saya Suzuki. Okay. Um, Saya looks good. Last year when he came in, he almost looked a little too bulky. Hmm. And remember, he ended up, I think it was like a lap strain. And he missed yep. some time at the beginning of the season. So I kind of wonder if they modified something, but I mean, he looks, he looks really good. He looks like, you know, looks strong, but he doesn't look, you know, quite as, you know, built up as he did last year. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And then you mentioned mm-hmm. Christopher Morrell. The good news is we do know he's doing baseball activity. There's been some mm-hmm. stuff on Twitter today. Yeah. I'm hitting some bombs over in the Dominican. I think he's in the Dominican right okay. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, even though he's not there, some baseball activity, mm-hmm. that's good to hear. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like, just about every year we're kind of surprised how much attendance there is, but especially, you know, now that games have started earlier, right. Mm -hmm. We've seen games start on February 23rd. Mm -hmm. Does there seem to be any sort of rush to try to get, are you noticing practices this year being more intensive than last year, just because of how much they're having to put in, in a shorter amount of time before games start? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I would say it, it's more of that, but I mean, just you, you've seen more of the players in camp and throwing. I mean, and especially like, what, if, for instance, the pitchers, I was surprised to see some guys throwing, you know, what they call it a side session or a bullpen um, almost right away, almost like their first day in camp. Um, right. You know, I mean, the flip side of that is, I think everybody is throwing during the off season and things like that. So it's not like they've been sitting around the whole time, but usually still, it seemed like it would be a few days in camp before they started doing that. Okay. That's interesting. Well, Mm -hmm. and I know that you've been there a lot before camp has even been Mm -hmm. talked. So how often were you going to, to Mesa or to, sorry, to Sloan uh, or who are you seeing even earlier on? So, um, Part of the reason I do that, I I cover the big league team. I do a lot of stuff with the minor leagues. Probably yeah. I probably cover the minor leagues more than the big leagues. Um, easier access and things like that. But 
during um, starting in January, the, the Cubs had uh, I, I'm not sure what their official term is, but like a prospect mini camp. Okay. So it wasn't the full minor leagues, but but quite a few. I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm drawing a blank on the number now, but I think it was around 65 or something, 65 to 70 guys were in camp already. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I was going out to the park, you know, two to three times a week, um, getting some shots of them. And while you're doing that, um, usually the pitchers were working out first and stretching and throwing plyo balls and things. And so usually I'd start out in the morning at that area. But one of the first days I noticed, wait, there's Justin Steele, there's Kyle Hendricks, there's Jamison Tyone. So, nice. um, you know, so those guys were in camp and you'd see them. And then you see Edward Alzelay. Um, I think Jordan Wicks was in for like a week right after the Cubs convention and then before going home and then coming back. So, you know, you just, I, I joke about it, but it's in some ways it's like Christmas morning every day when you get there, it's like, okay, there's a few more guys in camp. Um, like today I saw Caleb Knight, Ethan Hearn, Blake Whitney from the minor leagues that I hadn't seen yet around camp. So, cool. you know, it's, 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 I say Christmas also kind of like the first day of school, you know, Hey, how was your off season? I haven't seen you yet. So because there's so many prospects right now, and that really is the focus, given the fact that, you know, Bellinger's not back yet. And the biggest signing really the Cubs had over the offseason was Emanaga. And there's still (laughs) a lot of question marks around him. It really feels like a lot of the attention at this moment is amongst the prospects. Does it feel like there's more energy in this spring training because of that, just because of the the young guys and all (laughs) of the – I, I don't want to put expectations on them, but oh. really that's the word that comes to mind right now. No, I think it, it, there definitely is good, good energy, good, good vibes. Um, I mean, some of the guys that you see, like uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, Kevin Alcantara, Jordan Wicks, um, Matt Mervis, Michael Bush. Um, those guys are good ball players. I mean, there's no getting around that. And I know, you know, it, different fans have different, you know, everybody has to fan their own way. I get that. Yeah. But some people who have, you know, oh, Pete Crow Armstrong is a bust after you know, 19 at bats. Or, yeah, yeah, right. you know, Matt Mervis isn't very good because, you know, he had 99 at bats. Those guys can play. I've watched them every step of their way. And, um, you know, sometimes a guy needs some time, needs some runway to make adjustments and things. I think that's where Craig Council, I think, is going to be a really big help to those young guys. Or Luke Little, you know, he, Luke's another great one that I think yeah. of where. I think Luke could really blossom this year because he's got great stuff. Um, you know, given more opportunities, him, Daniel Palencia. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what's so cool is there's so many names out there. It's not like, you know, I think back, you know, 10 years ago when your your hopes were pinned on, you know, Brett Jackson and Josh Vitters. Right. Nothing, nothing bad saying about either of those guys. But you didn't nothing have happened. a slew yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, there's so many that could, could pop for us. That's exciting. Well, and I mm-hmm. – I'm excited for Luke and especially he's a, a friend of the show and his family's uh-huh. a friend of the show. So I'm really excited to see what he does yeah. this year. Um, you know, I, I've been hearing some whispers mm-hmm. about Brennan Davis being in shape and mm-hmm. looking like he's healthy and mm-hmm. looking athletic, looking like mm-hmm. he's matching the ball again. What have you seen anything yeah. on that front? Yeah, I've I've seen him um uh seen him taking BP. I've seen him um, doing, doing base running drills, doing running in the outfield. Um, you know, so far there hasn't been a lot of, uh, I say out, outfield drills, so to speak, where, you know, so I haven't seen him, you know, how's he tracking the ball? How's he moving to the ball? But I mean, he is another great example of, you know, what 
just a couple years removed from the Futures game All-Star. Um, if he can be healthy, you know, both him and um, Alexander Canario are, you know, there's some talent that a lot of people just haven't been talking about. Um, I mean, I think everybody would love to have Bellinger back. I get that. But there's a lot of really good talent coming up through the through the system, too. I think that's the biggest thing is there's so many different players right now and so mm -hmm. much flexibility slash right. versatility on this team that while we do kind of have in our minds, like here's maybe the 20 guys that we kind of know are on this mm -hmm. team, there's like this six spots on the team-ish right. that it's like mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Luke Little and Daniel Palencia or if it's mm -hmm. Matt Mervis and Michael Bush. Like there's so many different spots that I'm just mm -hmm. like, it, it would be surprising, but also at the same right. time, it wouldn't be surprising. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the guys that you already mentioned is Ethan Roberts. Like, Oh yeah. I actually would not be surprised if he broke the club, broke spring with the club, even though there's mm -hmm. so many spots available on this raw or so many guys competing for that final few spots on the, in the mm -hmm. bullpen. How's he been looking? Do you, have you been able to see him at all? He's looked good. Um, good. Nice. Like I say, he's, he, I'm going to be, uh, you know, full, full disclosure. I'm going to be biased on Ethan. Uh, <laughs> I I really like the guy. Uh, but the spin rates he gets mm. are unlike just about anybody else that, you know, can generate. Um, he's fully healthy. Um, this off season, he wasn't in any kind of rehab protocol or whatever. It was just a normal off season for him. So, um, yeah, he's he's another one of those uh, kind of the dark horse secret weapon kind of guys that I think could really make a difference uh, in there. And uh, the thing I would say about his about him is he is not going to be outworked. He's going to mm. put in the work and he's going to be dedicated. And you know, I, I've got high hopes for him. Very cool. So with Naris not being there, there's really three mm. new guys that you might have had a chance mm. to see out there: uh, Imanaga, Michael Bush, and maybe Yancy Almonte. Uh, do, has anything been surprising stood out to you just about mm -hmm. seeing any of those three, anything along the work ethic or yeah. the way that the ball jumps off the bat or, or just the way yeah. that they look from the field, anything at all? Yeah. Uh, I've seen all three. Um, like I said, I haven't really seen, uh, Almonte or Imanaga really face anybody. So it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to get a feel. Um, I have seen Bush quite a bit taking, taking balls at first base. I've seen him, um, taking BP. Uh, my friend uh, John Antonoff, who's baseball in focus, he had the video uh, about a week or so ago of uh, some batting practice with uh, Bush, where he just clubbed one high into the netting on the on the one field. Nice. Um, yeah, you you could hear the reaction from the other guys who were taking BP in that group too, where all of a sudden Bushy here. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I think like I say, well, you know, it's batting practice. It's February. So, you know, you don't want to get, you know, put your expectations ridiculously high, but, you know, it's good to see. It's good to awesome. see. I think, I think it's going to be some good talent. Awesome. Okay, Rich, for the few people that are packing up their bags right now, getting ready to go to spring training, mm -hmm. you're a vet when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend, whether it's practices or games, that uh -huh. people do to get the best experience at spring training? So, um, I would say one thing I, I always recommend to people spend some time in the backfields. Uh, mm. They call, refer to it as the quad. Um, you've kind of got the stadium. There's a pathway that connects the stadium to the, the performance center, the clubhouse where the players are. On the other side of that is what we call the quad, four, four diamonds together. Um, 
usually if you get there like early before a game, like, you know, mid, mid to late morning, you know, walk over there before the game and see who's on there because there's a lot of guys that you might see on there who will be on the Cubs maybe later this year or in the next year or two. Um, they also put up, uh, they got some like little stands with a QR code where you can um, scan that code in and it'll tell you what's going on. It doesn't refer to the minor leagues, it's just from the major leagues. That's nice to have. What I would say is don't put a lot of stock in that. Uh, for instance, yesterday it said there were no major league activities scheduled. About 11 o'clock you had on, between the, the two fields where the major league team usually is, you had all the, the pitchers doing uh, pitchers fielding performance. And then they came off the field and then you had Dansby and Nico and Michael Bush and Matt Mervis and Nick Magical taken BP on the field, you know, according to the schedule that wasn't happening, you know, there was nothing on there. So just kind of keep your eyes open, wander around, just have fun, talk to people. It's, it's a great place to meet a lot of other, other Cub fans. And, you know, I would say like 99.9% of them are great. Well, Rich, uh, if people want to go ahead and follow you and you're watching on YouTube right now, you do see it's up here on your screen, Instagram and Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call that. Uh, <laughs> Beast 22, that's B-I-E-S-T 22. And uh, I mean, you're pretty much posting stuff on a daily basis, especially during spring training. So appreciate all your work, man. Appreciate you taking some time to talk with us and give setup nation a little bit of an insight on how spring training is looking so far. We appreciate you brother. I appreciate you. And thanks for having me on. Thanks again to rich. And again, we're going to have all of the video that you want, at least what I can access. This is going to be my first year of spring training where I'm actually out there and, and filming and everything. I think I have pretty much full access to just about everything. Maybe not the bullpens as much, but Definitely once they start doing live BP and everything, I'm, I'm going to be out there. So I'm going to be bringing you a ton, a ton of video, and that's going to go onto YouTube mainly, but we'll also do some clips on Twitter and Instagram as well. So make sure you're following us at SetupManPod on both of those. And really just anything at all that you want, make sure that you comment on these videos. If you're saying, hey, haven't seen anything of Alcantara yet, like let me know. I'll, I'll go and try to get stuff. I want to make sure that we get as much footage as possible so that you guys are feeling like you're right there at spring training. But that's going to do it for us here, Setup Nation. I'm going to go put my arm on ice and get ready for this trip. We'll see you.